This is Five on Three, center ice for all things Islanders, Rangers, and all news across the NHL on WFUV Sports. Alrighty, Five on Three, back at it on March 24th, 2022. Thomas Quigley, Tyler Mooney, I'm Chris Hennessy with a trade deadline recap. we got a lot to get into, boys, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, first off, how we doing? Everybody good? I'm doing well. I'm quite well. Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Oh, of course. Tyler uh, was already at the worst game of the Islander season, the Seattle game, and then was at the second worst game, which yes. was the Ottawa game. So um, if you're looking for boring hockey, look at Tyler's Twitter. And when he says that he's <laughs> going to the through. game, it's going to be boring. Um, alphabetical order for the trade deadline, which was the most traded day in trade deadline history, uh, which was very exciting. It was a pretty crazy couple hours there in mid-morning and then right before the deadline. And we'll start with a team that we were all kind of in agreement should absolutely 100% sell, and they did. They retained 50% salary on Hampus Lindholm, getting John Moore, Urko Vakaninen, a 2022 first, a 2023-2024 first, 2023 and 2024 second from Boston, and goalie prospect Callie Klang. This is, of course, the Anaheim Ducks. We talked about how they got a second in Drew Hellison from Colorado for Josh Manson. Nick Delorier goes to Minnesota for a third-round pick. And at the buzzer, Ricard Raquel to Pittsburgh for a second, Ashton Reese and Dominic Simone. This was as good as it gets, man. This was exactly what a... Oh, Callie Klang actually came from Pittsburgh, not Boston. My apologies. This was as good as it gets from Pat Verbeek and Anaheim. This is exactly what they should have done. They do it. They get a first-round pick. They get two second-round picks. They get prospects galore. Perfection. Yeah, let me just start off with... By the way, a little bit off topic, but Chris is about to put up like LeBron type numbers reading off all the oh, trades <laughs> this podcast. That struck me when you when you had like a little slip up, but I was like, you know, the amount of times he's about to say twenty twenty three in the next thirty minutes <laughs> is absolutely insane. But yeah, this was a this was an ideal deadline for the Ducks. I thought they had one of the, if not the best deadlines out of any team in the NHL. They got rid of all their expiring contracts. They added all these picks, they added all these young players. I especially like the uh, the Raquel trade. Obviously, the Lindholm trade was the big trade that the team made. But for the Ducks, you know, they have these young players like Zegris, Troy Terry. But for them to build to the future, they're going to have to start building out that bottom six as well. And guys like Aston Reese, Simone, and that second-round pick, all three they got from Pittsburgh, are going to help them build that bottom six. So I think this was a great deadline for the Ducks. Yeah, pick score, like you said. Um, obviously, you have to move into the rebuilding Destinations where they're heading. Um, they got a lot of young talent. Trevor Zegers is becoming the fa- one of the faces of the league. Um, so a good guy to build around, and that's what you do with all these picks, all these prospects. Aston Reese, I really like. Uh, big part of that pen- the penalty kill in Pittsburgh, and now he is in Anaheim. Um, I'm gonna give him a B plus, but uh, it's just because of my heart greater. Oh, this is an A for me. Yeah, this is an A for me. As this well. is a, this is as good as it gets. Yeah, you would have liked to get a second first rounder, sure, but. This is, I mean, this is perfection. I, I love what they did. I think this is what every team should do. I think that trade deadline should have 90 trades because every team should be trading guys who are expiring contracts. Uh, and that's what Anaheim does. It's easier to be the bad guy when you're the new guy. It's kind of what we saw. We saw it in Montreal, too, where Pat Verbeek just got there. He doesn't have the relationship. He didn't draft this guy. So it's easier to trade them. That, that's just a fact. That's... Um, that's part of you know human nature. Uh, we are going to talk about every trade twice from each angle kind of thing. So uh, we'll save the uh, Hampus Lindholm extension for about 90 seconds from now. 
Uh, Arizona sends out three picks and three players, brings in two prospects and two picks, and picks up a salary dump and some future considerations. They send out Scott Wedgwood to Dallas, Riley Nash to Tampa, Johan Larson to Washington, a second-round pick to Minnesota in, in 2022, and a 2022 fourth-round pick to Winnipeg. Back, they get two guys who weren't going to sign with the team that they were drafted by in Jack McBain and Nathan Smith, which you can talk about in a minute, a 2023 third, a 2023 fourth, and the Brian Little contract, which, as we were joking about, I didn't know Brian Little could possibly still be under contract. feels like he retired a decade ago. Uh, overall, I mean, there the Pierre Lebrun report is teams didn't want to trade for Phil Kessel because they didn't want to be the ones that broke his Ironman streak, basically. Where he, you know, if he got traded to a contender, they might have to scratch him, or if he doesn't fit, they're just not going to put him on the team uh, for the rest of the regular season. And they didn't want to be those guys, so he goes to Arizona can keep his Ironman streak going. Seems kind of stupid to me, but whatever. Um, so this is pretty much all they get, and they don't trade Chickren, they don't trade Kessel. So we move on to the draft with Jacob Chickren. Yeah, I would. I I gave him a C. I I would have liked to see them trade. Chikrin and or Kessel and some of those bigger players maybe get a little bit more, but they do get the two unsigned college free agents and do get rid of a few expiring contracts. So wasn't the worst deadline for the Coyotes if you're a team in their position. Really, it's all just about acquiring picks and prospects, and that is what they did. Yeah, outside of Brian Little, I mean, you look at these players that they got a bunch of uh, draft picks, uh, unsigned college kids. Um, they're going to be used to playing college arenas, which is great because in Arizona they will be <laughs> that playing was the Jack McBain meme in a very very small college arena. Um, maybe they'll be able to fill it out. Maybe, maybe doubtful. Uh, yeah, it's like a C, C minus. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? They oh. did they did it all in the off season. The Boston Bruins get a C ish for me as well. They get rid of all those players I mentioned and picks to Anaheim in the Lindholm trade. Also a player and a fifth-round pick to Ottawa in exchange for Josh Brown and a seventh. Uh, they also re-signed Jake DeBrusque to a two-year, $4 million, $4 million annual average. Uh, then they were thinking about trading him and did not. The Hampus Lindholm extension is eight years, $6.5 million with a full no-move for the first six, which is a disastrous contract for a guy who's about to turn 28. And uh, But, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the business. And at this, that's, at this point, Boston... Isn't concerned about twenty at the post Bergeron era because they're gonna be terrible. They've traded away every single pick to try and build around Patrice Bergeron. So, uh, I'm giving him a C because I think paying guys in their late twenties for eight years is stupid. But that's that's the business. So, yeah, I gave him a B just because they're at the point, like you said, where I mean this team is gonna be really bad in like three or four years. But they're in complete go-for-it mode. I know they're only in a wild-card spot now, but the Eastern Conference is so top-heavy, and I think they're only a point or two behind the Maple Leafs and the Lightning, so they could easily, you know, if they go on a run here in the last month, they could easily end up even having home ice in the first round. So to get a guy like Lindholm, yeah, maybe a little bit of a pricey contract, but that's what the market dictates, so I'm not going to really get too upset about them giving him that money. So, uh, yeah, decent deadline for Boston. Yeah, I think that trade for Lindholm is really good for the bees, and uh, I mean, you do have him locked in for the next eight years, which could be disastrous. Could could be all right, um, but you know, six and a half million a year for eight years is a lot. Um, the fact that you can't move him for six years is a little bit of a unfortunate situation for the Bruins. But I think the trade is big for them right now. They are one of the hotter teams over the last two months. Um, and you know, like you said, if they don't win something now, it's probably not going to happen in the next three or four years so um go for it they they went in for it and uh you know 
I'll give him a B plus. Yeah, it's it's just tough for me to see Hampus Lindholm as a 34 year old being worth six and a half billion dollars. That's all, especially when you're already paying McAvoy for that period of time. McAvoy's a heck of a player, but Lindholm hasn't been good in two of the three years, as good as he was in his early 20s, and now you're paying him for eight more after this one seems a little aggressive to me. But um, that's that's the trade deadline. Uh, Buffalo gets a fat a fat D minus for me. They only trade Robert Haig to Florida for a 2022 sixth. Uh, they could have traded Victor Olofsson RFA, Cody Eakin UFA, Vinny Hinnestrosa UFA, Will Butcher UFA, Colin Miller UFA. Uh, both of their goalies UFAs, uh, but they didn't, and they only get a sixth round pick. Uh, they do have three firsts this year, but. They could have gotten more seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths and sixths and sevenths, uh, but they didn't. So this is a this is a D minus. Yeah, I agree. Not a good deadline for the Sabres. I really thought Colin Miller, especially, would have probably. <laughs> to Lucas got... Look at him. <laughs> He's Come pissed. in here. Come in here. Let's go. Let's He's let's fight about happy it right now. He is not happy. <laughs> I really thought. Yeah, they could have traded, especially a guy like Colin Miller or one of Craig Anderson, Dustin Tokarski. I know Anderson, forty years old. You know. Maybe not the most reliable guy because of his age, but uh, here comes DeLuca right now. I really thought they could have traded him, so not a great deadline for Buffalo. Kevin Adams is the best GM in the NHL. That is, that is false. He may be the worst. For context, <laughs> this is Nicholas DeLuca, the he, voice he of Florida. got rid of Jack Eichel, the trade that, that he pulled there. Alex Tuck, it's the new bad captain. Deal. Yep. He's bad. He's no, 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 the bad deal. Alex Tuck's a good player. That's a great deal. Look at Vegas. I mean, the Sabers are better. Vegas is worse. <laughs> that that is true gone. right now. That is true right. Technically, now. Not, a, not a deadline move, but I like that trade for Buffalo. Uh, it's, it's I mean, right. you get rid of a guy who doesn't want to play for you. So no, no, no matter what, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> that guy's got some talent. They resign. But he's him. a UFA. He's not coming back. What the Sabers are up against the salary cap? No, they, they're paying nobody. <laughs> but who wants to play for Buffalo right now? Believe in Buffalo. Alex Everybody Tuck, wants to Alex play Tuck for Buffalo play. right now. Come on, if you Alex if you you makes it exciting. I, if they if the Sabers want to pay me two and a half million dollars, I'm going to Buffalo. <laughs> All right, deal. Same. Um, I would. Just, I'll right, take it exactly. in a heartbeat. Like, what are we talking about here? Who wants to play for Buffalo? Whoever wants money in their pocket. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they do have a lot of cap space. Exactly. Fourteen so, million dollars in cap space. That and is who true. is trading for either one of their goalies? Are you trading for Craig Anderson right now? I I don't know. There are no goalies moved. At, at the end of the day, yeah, because the only goalies available were Craig Anderson. <laughs> okay, he's bad goalie. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying he's a bad goalie, but <laughs> you you saw what guys like like Andrew Cogliano goes for a fifth round pick. Cody Eakin could have gotten a fourth or a fifth round pick. Yeah, it's not much, but your team sucks. But fifth round picks don't do anything anyway in the NHL. Neither does Cody Eakin on a team who isn't going to win thirty games. Uh, Touche. <laughs> okay, there we go. Next, do we have any other thoughts? No, I mean, all, right, all I'm saying is Kevin Adams next is the, the Calgary Flames. They traded for Cal Yarcroke. Back him into a corner. He's going to make a good deal. Next. That's all I have to say. Next, <laughs> next. next is Cal Yarcroke. And Ryan Carpenter to the Calgary Flames for a second, third, seventh, and fifth. Uh, good for Calgary. They don't get a defenseman that they wanted, but out go four picks, income two players. Cal Yarncroke's a perfect fit. Yeah, he's a great, you know, middle six, bottom six guy. Calgary, their issue it seemed has always been, what are you gonna, where are you gonna get your goal scoring after that top line? And they addressed that. I know the Toffoli move wasn't a deadline move either, but that partly addressed that, and the Yarncroke deal also addressed that. So I like the deadline for Calgary. Yeah, I mean, good moves overall. I think uh, you didn't you didn't give up too much in, overall in, in the picks. 
uh, like 24 seventh, like that's basically nothing. Um, you know, unless you find, you know, your, your golden God down there, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think Calgary, you know, they've made some moves and they can actually make a run in the West. It's going to be tough to get past Colorado, but, um, you know, that's, that's their challenge. And I think they got better. So I do too. Uh, Carolina brings in Max Domi, who's going to play down their lineup, which is a better spot for him than where he was playing, which was up the lineup in Columbus. They gave up a couple prospects. They laundered the trade through the Panthers. Uh, so overall, that was pretty good. And then they signed Jesperi Kakaniemi to an eight-year, $4.5 million extension, which is a long time, very long time, for a guy who hasn't really proven much in his NHL career. They buy out, they buy out the rest of his RFA years with that one, and they bring down his annual average these average annual value excuse me by a million and a half dollars so uh i'd give them uh b minus i gave them a c i i not necessarily maybe because of the moves they did make but more the moves they didn't make and you saw their two main competitors pittsburgh go out and get ricardo Raquel, and the rangers obviously make the flurry of moves and uh, the you know the panthers just look at the all the other teams in the eastern conference seem to make big moves to address holes in the lineup and I'm just not sure that adding Max Domi really I mean they got him for extremely cheap because he's been absolutely dreadful this year so I don't know I I thought Carolina could have done more this deadline I mean he could be a fill-in for Mark Nuke right now who's week to week um and he adds a little bit of physicality which is something that Carolina kind of needs so I mean I'll give him a B I think it's a decent move yeah, I mean, they, there's not much they could do, right? They're pressed up against the cap like every other team. So uh, they waited to the last minute to make that move. Now, this is a big one. The Chicago Blackhawks, oh, yeah. they trade away Brandon Hagel for a 2023 and 2024 first-round pick. Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk from Tampa Bay. They also trade away Marc-Andre Fleury for a 2022 second. Turns into a first if Minnesota gets into the Western Conference Final. And they trade away Ryan Carpenter to Calgary for a fifth-round pick. But the first two are obviously the bigger moves. Brian, the Brandon Hagel trade is freaking brilliant. Well done by Kyle Davidson to actually start to rebuild. Jonathan Tays complaining about it in the press conference. So what, Jonathan? This is how rebuilds work. Yeah, this was a great deadline for Chicago. I gave him an A-plus to get two first-round picks for Brandon Hagel. I mean, he's a good player and... Part of the reason that the price was so high is because Tampa does have him under control for not only this year but next year as well. But to get the two first-rounders, the two prospects, and then the second-round pick for Fleury, I mean, Minnesota making the conference finals might be a bit of a stretch since they'd have to get through Colorado. He but can goalie Colorado again. He, he, he could. Last he year. could. He did last year. And Colorado, it feels like, always ends up choking in the playoffs, for lack of a better In the term. second round, especially. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But great deadline for for, for Chicago. I loved it. Boris Kachuk, what a name! <laughs> what a name! Excellent, um, excellent. Yeah, analysis. Kyle Davidson, uh, good start to the uh, to the tenure up in Chicago. Um, get rid of Flurry. That's probably the move. I mean, you know, he's an old, aging goalie, and you're a, a rebuilding team. So, out with the old, in with the new. And it was reported early in the day by Emily Kaplan that Patrick Kane would not get traded, so it wasn't even a consideration. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it that I would definitely expect both of those guys to get traded at the draft if they're serious about this, about this rebuild. And yeah, I would say an A as well for Chicago. Very well done. Uh, Colorado got better, which is terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> Josh Manson, Nico Sturm, Arturi Lekkinen, and Andrew Cogliano. Uh, a sec, two seconds, a fifth, a prospect, Justin Barron, who's the 2020, 2020 first round pick, Tyson Jost, who we talked about, and Drew Hellison, who we also talked about. Um, so they give up. 
a guy who probably wasn't ever going to play for them because their defense is stacked. Uh, and Drew Hellison, who also pretty much said the same thing. He's like, wait, you traded for Devontae's and only paid him $4 million. I'm not playing on this team. And completely reworked their bottom six with Sturm, Lekkinen, and Cogliano. Got a really good penalty killer in Cogliano. I mean, nothing but an A-minus. This is a smart team making smart moves. Yeah, they added to the depth already an extremely deep team. We talked about that last week with the Manson deal, but I love the Arturi Lekkinen deal. He's a guy I really wanted the Rangers to go after, and I think he was one of the... You know the targets for the trade deadline that was going a bit under the wire, but there's o- or under the radar, I should say. But there are always those deals that end up being the deals that win teams Stanley Cups. Case in point, look what the Tampa Bay Lightning have done the last two years: Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, and I think Lekkinen could be a deal like this. So uh, a great deadline for Colorado, and it is terrifying that they got better since they're already by far the best team in the league. Yeah, Lekkinen is a sexy addition to that team. And they're so close to solidifying the top seed in the West. Only lose Barron, a second-round pick. I mean, that's a smart move. This team is, this is obviously the, the hand-over-hand favorite in the West. And they got better. A-. <laughs> uh, next is Columbus, right? Did I skip somebody? Yes, Columbus. Columbus is next. Uh, the Max Domi trade, also the only trade they make. They bring in a prospect. I would have liked to see them do more. They got not-so-great value for Max Domi, who's having a not-so-great season. So they don't add any draft picks. They do have the second first rounder this year from the Seth Jones trade. But I would like to see them try and get Jack Roslovic out. He's a 25-year-old, only making $1.8 million against the cap with RFA next year. I think they could have gotten something for him. Uh, and obviously, I would say that they should have got traded Unos Carposal. It turns out hip injury out for the season. That's announced today, so that makes a lot more sense now. Uh, so I will say like a C plus. Yeah, I gave him a C. I mean, they didn't really do much. Corpusal was the big thing on deadline day. I was really confused why they didn't make a deal for him. Obviously came out that he's hurt for the year, so that explains that. Uh, I don't hate them necessarily keeping Rosovic. I mean, he's a young guy under control, has a very bright future, at least in my opinion, in this league. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, they had a, they made one move, and it was a so-so move, so not really much else to say. Meh. C. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Dallas makes two trades for making a trade sake, which, of course, GMs could never just make a trade for <laughs> a trade sake, right? Never. Scott Wedgwood from Arizona, Vlad Nemestikov from Detroit for a 2023 fourth and a 2024 fourth. Um, okay. Some, I saw uh, on Twitter D-minus. someone said Nemestikov is the new Thomas Vanek, just getting yeah, traded just getting for traded a mid-round pick every trade deadline. Every single year. I mean, he's played on every team in the Western Conference at this point. I want to point out, uh, so for... Most of these, and we're all looking at the same sheet probably right now. But well, I would hope so. <laughs> for the at, or the the abbreviations you give each team, um, DRW for the Detroit Red Wings is something I've never seen, and obviously it makes sense. Detroit Red Wings. Oh, you, you but think I'm, I should have gone DET. Yeah, I think DET was what I was. Expecting. I did notice that immediately. You did, I, yeah. yeah. As <laughs> I, I, I looked down at DRW, and I'm like. What? If we're talking about it now, okay. he also did TML for Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, that was interesting too. <laughs> well, it's a three. I did VGK for Vegas. Is that wrong? No, no that's, that's what, what they do. That's, that's their official. I mean, VEG. So I'm, I guess I'm, do, I'm doing because the they're Elliot not Fre- Las Vegas. They're Vegas. I'm doing yes. the Elliot Friedman thing. Is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Sorry, my apologies. It's okay. Detroit does well. I think I'll give them a B plus. They trade away Troy Stetcher, Nick Letty, Luke Witkowski, and Vlad Nemestikov. They get back a 2023 second, a 2024 fourth, a 2022 seventh. Jake Wallman, who's a uh, pending RFA, 26-year-old from St. Louis, and Oscar Sundquist, who's at $2.75 million through 2023. St. Louis gave up a lot to get Nick Letty, a 50% uh, pending free agent. So 
Detroit makes out well. A my yeah, what I whatever I said before, I'm sure is was yeah, wrong. good uh good for Detroit to especially on the Nick Letty to get more than they gave up for him what yes. nine months ago. That so very true. That's uh the which, Stevie Y magic coming into which was effect. the goal all along. ROI return on investment. Good stuff from Detroit. <laughs> Edmonton, That's all I got. Sorry. <laughs> Edmonton doesn't improve their goaltending. They get Brett Kulak, a defenseman, and uh, yeah, the Eastern Conference version. Now moving to the Western of Vlad Nemestikov, Derek Broussard, uh from Philadelphia. They trade Legason, a 2022 second and a 2022 seventh for Kulak, and a fourth round pick to Philadelphia for Derek Broussard. I mean, like D minus. Like Ken yeah. Holland is a disaster. Just that's like just trading to trade, and I don't know how they didn't upgrade the goaltending that seemed like the obvious thing that this team needed and Ken Holland just ignored it for lack of a better term so trending downward in Edmonton really uh amazing how bad this team can be when they have two of the best players <laughs> that is not incorrect the Los Angeles Angels I believe you once called them oh yes the Los Angeles Angels of the NHL of the National the Los Hockey Angeles League. Angels of Anaheim the California Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of, of the National, the National Hockey League. League of Alberta of Alberta uh, uh, the Florida Panthers did a lot, and I love it. They yeah. gave up a lot to get Ben Sherratt. How about Owen Tippett? Nope, that was nope, wrong trade. 2023 <laughs> first, 2022 fourth, uh, and Ty Smolanek, a 20-year-old prospect. They also gave up Owen Tippett, a 2023 third, a 2024 first for Claude Giroux. And they laundered the Max Domi deal through for a prospect. They got Robert Haig for a sixth-round pick. They traded Frank Vetrano to New York for a fourth-round pick. Thank you. They also brought a fifth-round pick in uh, with another couple prospects. But the long story short, they go all in for this year. Claude Giroux, Ben Sherratt, two first-round picks out the door. I'm going to give him an A-minus because, you know what, this is a fan base who deserves this and a team who has proven on the ice that they deserve to be to be compensated like this, so good for them getting Giroux and Sherrod at the door. Yeah, absolutely. This is the full-on, just they're going for it this year. I think these moves, at least in my mind, put them as the favorite in the Eastern Conference, and uh, it should be a lot of fun to see Claude Giroux play on a team that hopefully can make a, a deep playoff run because he definitely deserves that. Definitely. Yeah, this high-powered offense just got so much better. And Claude Giroux, I mean, it's definitely tough to, uh, if you're a Flyers fan, to see him go, but... Um, if you're Claude Giroux, it's a very good spot to land. Well, he, he handpicked it because yes. the Colorado yes. offer was better, apparently, mm-hmm. was the reporting, and um, he handpicked Florida. So well, good he's for him. Fresh off his 100th career game. That uh, was obviously, f- plenty of playoff okay, experience. Uh, and he, he uh, said 100th. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did I say 100th? Sorry. <laughs> and then I corrected you. He just kept plowing. <laughs> one thousand sa- one games. One Los Angeles games. Kings. Um, wait, before we get to the Kings, I just wanted to say that I'm sure Kodak Black is really happy about that <laughs> Um, now nah, we can move on. You're to editing this, so if you say something wrong, I didn't. What have I said? Kodak <laughs> Black is a huge Florida Panthers. He is a huge, Florida huge Panthers. Florida Panthers. He has a lot of fun. He Florida makes Panthers headlines games. every time he's there. Los Angeles Kings send out Braden Burke to Nashville in a 2022 seventh to Detroit. They get back Troy Stetcher and Frederick Allard. They re-sign Blake Lazat to a two-year, 1.675 million dollar contract, and they put Philippe Myers on waivers, and he gets picked up by the Toronto Marlies, or I think he got loaned to the Toronto Marlies. Whatever, he's bust. Um, uh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a team who's probably ahead of schedule this year. Yep. So I I don't hate them. You know, not making any crazy moves. They get bounced in the first round, whatever. It's about the experience. You're not 
winning a cup this year. By the way, Nashville put Myers on waivers. I don't know why. I, yeah. I, I, I brain farted on that one. <laughs> yeah. If we spend any more time in the LA Kings, I'm going to be really late for work. So All right. Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota brings in Nicholas Delorier from Anaheim for a third. They send out Jack McBain for a second. They get Tyson Jones for Nico Sturm. They get a second. They send out a second round pick first if they get to the Western Conference Final for. Mark Andre Fleury. They trade Capo Kakinen and a fifth-round pick to San Jose for Jake Middleton, and they send future considerations to Seattle for Victor Rask. Minnesota going all in. I love it. Give me a B plus because they didn't really improve the offense, and the Capo Kakinen thing doesn't make sense for San Jose, but that doesn't mean that Lois Minnesota is great. But I would have liked to see them improve the offense, especially the center position, a little bit, and would have liked to hear their name in the Claude Giroux um, discussions for sure, but yeah, B plus. Yeah, I gave him B plus too. Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen were not getting it done for that team. Uh, uh, no, that's big correct. reason. Probably the main reason that they've gone on a bit of a slide in the last month or so. So, getting a proven winner like Mark Andre Fleury in there is great for them. And this probably will be Fleury's, you know, last, you know, real shot at a cup potentially. Well, he can so sign. With he could sign else. with somewhere else, but. It'll be good to see Flower get one one more chance. Yeah, I love the Flurry move. Um, I mean, go to an, a winning team again, which is great. And uh, he's definitely shown that he can make a deep playoff run. I don't know if it's going to happen with this squad. It's going to be really, like I said, tough to get past that Colorado Avalanche team. But uh, very good move for the Wild, I think. Uh, just basically switch goalies and uh, works out, I think. Well, hopefully, we'll see. Kent Hughes at his first trade deadline yields a first-round pick, two second-round picks, a fourth and a seventh. Justin Barron, Legason, as we mentioned, Smolanic, and Nathan Schnarr from New Schnar, excuse me, from New Jersey. Ben Sherrod, Brett Kulak, Arturi Lekkinen, Andrew Hammond. We talked about all these trades uh, going the other way, but from the seller's perspective, I think he's got great value for these guys. Loads up on draft picks and young prospects, and uh, getting ready to start the rebuild. Yeah, I B+. agree one hundred percent. I gave him an A. Five picks, three prospects. Great start to the rebuild. Picks B plus. <laughs> Nashville brings in Jeremy Lazan, uh, Biega, and Braden Burke for a second future considerations uh, to Toronto, and then Frederick Allard, and then they were the ones who made the Philippe Myers move, who ends up in Toronto. So maybe that's just a future considerations, like a D. Like you can't not trade away Philip Forsberg, and then come away yeah. with this and be like, "Yeah, we're going for it, baby!" <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Jeremy Lazan for a second. It just seemed like they're they just like straddled. Defense. It, they they should have definitely pick, done pick something. Pick a pick a side. Pick a lane. Yeah, yeah. Gotta pick a side. No, Smashville. Eh, not impressed. Andrew Hammond goes to New Jersey for Nathan Schnarr. It's the only move that New Jersey makes. Um, they could have traded away Pavel Zaka for a haul. They could have traded away PK Subban or just straight out cut him. Uh, so like an incomplete, I guess. Yeah, I gave him a D just for doing nothing. Uh, we haven't we haven't gotten to the Islanders yet, no, but are the next are the Rangers the only team in the tri-state area that like. We're told that there's a trade deadline this year. It seems uh, so. Well, Lou, Lou had availability. He didn't say anything, but he I had mean, it. It's just like, why are you not... You, you've already announced that you're not going to re-sign Subban, so why aren't you at least trying to get something from him? Or something for him? Just cut him at that point. Like, well, yeah, space. you could cut him, too. He's just taking up know. space. That's all he's doing. The Islanders F. are the oh, <laughs> one of two teams to not make a trade in the week before the trade deadline. The other one was the Vegas Golden Knights. They re-signed Cal Clutterbuck to a two-year, $1.75 million contract. They re-signed Zach Parise for next year to the identical contract he's on now. Cap hit of 750000 cash up to a million and a half. Uh, then Clutterbuck announced today out for the season with shoulder surgery. So 
makes sense why they don't trade Clutterbuck. Lou says he makes made a promise to Zdeno Chara and Andy Green that he would uh, keep them as Islanders for the rest of the year. Well, yeah, that's because you thought you were winning the Stanley Cup. Like, don't you think that's why they wanted to stay here? You think they really want to live in Nassau County? Like, come on now. F. Yeah, F. <laughs> I, I, I do kind of understand after covering the Islanders and watching Zdeno Chara play for this entire year. But I can understand said why. He said people yeah, called him that, Zdeno Chara. That's mind-blowing to me, frankly. Yeah, He's I agree. one of the worst defensemen this current Ever. iteration of him. He should I've not seen. get in the Hall of Fame because of this year. He's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing? I mean, you, it was fire sale season. and should have been. Just Barley should not be an Islander. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're just you know, they're just trying to keep the roster. They brought him back to you know back to back conference finals, but it's an aging team. Right, but there's to, a ton of backup pitch. goalies. None of them are as good as Varlamov, but none of them are going to cost five million dollars. That's true. Yep. D. Wow, you guys are nice. Frank Vitrano, Justin Braun, Nick Merkley, Tyler Mott, Andrew Kopp, and a 2023 sixth round pick in the door at Broadway. Out the door, a 2022 fourth for Vitrano, a 2023 third. For, for to Philadelphia for Braun, Anthony Potato to San Jose, a 2023 fourth to Vancouver for Mott, and then the cop deal was a 2022 second, a first if the Rangers make the Eastern Conference Final, a choice of the 2022 St. Louis second or the 2023 Rangers second, and 2023 fifth, and Morgan Barron. I give them an A. This was awesome. I give them an A as well. They did exactly what they needed to do, which was their top six is set. Well, for Toronto's playing top six. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what Kako comes back. Oh, which, side note, apparently Frank Vitrano was on the first line today and Lafreniere was on the third line, and Rangers' Twitter absolutely Erupted. exploded. Erupted. As they always do. But, uh, yeah, they, they completely remade, it seems, their their third line or bottom six, really, and this is exactly what they need to do. They didn't really give up much of value. I mean, Morgan Barron was a decent prospect, but I don't think he was ever going to be anything more than a – low-end third-liner for this team, so great deadline. Chris Drury, man, came through. Came through. We really doubted him. We really did. But, uh, you know, hours went by. Moves were made. Moves weren't made by him. Um, but, you know, right around 3 o'clock, they just <laughs> started yeah, they just, falling in. They just and it was electric. Fire, right? uh, 2 o'clock, yeah. I mean, I like the Vitrano move. That's early on. Um, just like I, I I like the depth that we get at the wings now. Um, I thought it, I, I liked him on the same line as Panarin. That was a, an interesting look. Uh, almost got that first assist if Varlamov didn't make oh that insane God. save. Uh, Sorokin, but yeah. So, <laughs> Sorokin might be. Um, and then, uh, Greatest Mer- save I've ever seen in person, by the way. Yes, Not I mean, close. unbelievable. Merkley and Braun. Uh, I should have been at the game. Merkley and Braun, similar deep you moves. Had a I, chair. Like those. I know, I know, I know. Right Let me get through my script, okay? Script! <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, of course, Cop and Mott. Big, plash, big splashes and, uh, you know. They're going to improve uh, the offensive production 5-on-5, five five, hopefully. Um, obviously, their first game didn't look very great. but nope. uh, They got rocked last night. But that was more a goaltending thing than uh, than an offensive thing. And uh, you gave up a lot of picks, but you know probably better than giving up you know much of our young talent. Uh, and at the end of the day, Lundqvist, Heedle, and Kako all get to see another day in a Rangers uniform. That's a big time in. Uh, yeah, 7-4 losses. Igor's heart can't see over now. It might be. Yeah, it might He's be. He's had a rough last, like, three. Four or five games, and also, uh, why weren't you at the game? I had sit next the to the Devils em- game. Do you think I'm gonna go to New Jersey? No, 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 no. no. Oh. I'd sit next to an empty chair with a Thomas Quigley nameplate next. Wow, to it. just oh. teasing you the whole night. Teasing me the whole night. Man, I was like, man, my guy Thomas Quigley could have been here. I went to the boat. I offered to pick you up. I went, 
My mom picked me up and we went to the botanical gardens and it was a really nice night. That, you know what? Really that is nice a good day. afternoon. That is a good day for the Bigley um, family yeah. on us. And then we got Thai food later. So it's I pretty good. I really no, I, I I wanted to be at that game. But as much as I um say that, I also hate seeing the Islanders succeed, especially over my team. So it was good that and I was. They did there. win. Two to also, one. I didn't, you know, misnomer or any celebrities. You didn't. So, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You had a lot of opportunities. If I were there, maybe there. I would have been like, I, maybe I would have saw Mayhem on yeah, there. Yeah, Mayhem like, was out there. Maybe oh, look, I thought he worked sad. for State Farm or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jake uh, from State Farm. <laughs> Ottawa gets an F. They trade. They bring in Travis Hamnick, Matthew Joseph, a fourth and a fifth in 2022. They send out Nick Paul, Zach Sanford in a 2022 third. They re-sign their goalie Anton Forsberg to a three-year, 2.75 million dollar contract. The Travis Hamnick trade makes no sense. No sense, especially when you see the actual cash he's getting is over the cap hit, which is an anti-Ottawa move. F. Yeah, the hammock deal didn't really make any sense. Matthew Joseph is a good pickup. I like him as a player, but uh, I don't. I wouldn't say F. I, I'll give him like a a C. Yeah, yeah. A C. I mean, get picks. Picks are nice. Rebuild. Just I don't know. Ottawa sucks. Next. <laughs> Aye, aye. Philadelphia sends out Claude Giroux, uh, prospect Rope Rubstov, uh, Connor Bunneman, a fifth-round pick, Justin Braun and Derek Broussard. They bring in Owen Tippett, uh, 2024 first, a 2023 third, a 2023 30, 2023 fourth. <laughs> uh, pretty good. I'd give them a B+. They got decent value. Yeah, decent value. I For some reason, I just felt like Giroux... Was gonna get a little more when yeah, you learn that he first round pick in an NHL When you player. learned that he said, "I'm only going to Florida," it makes a little bit more sense. And now. when you learned that Philly said, "No, you're going to Colorado," and he said, "Nope, yeah, I'm, I'm going, going to Florida." Florida. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the Flyers did what they uh, what they they could have done. You know, they didn't really have that much wiggle room. They definitely did what they had to do. Yeah. Um, hard to part with your franchise player for the last what, 13, 14 seasons, something like that. But they uh, they did that. They had to do it. Um, something, something of a fire sale, uh, but you know you load up on draft picks, um, and you know they get draft picks from some conference rivals. So I mean, rivals—they're not nearly as good as either the Rangers or the Panthers, but two guys in their conference that you know they're still in the future from. So Ricard Raquel's a really good fit in Pittsburgh. I give oh, him an yeah. A. They, oh, they yeah. gave up a lot. Zach Aston Reese is a really good player for them, but he is a fantastic fit next to Evgeny Malkin. I give him an A. Yeah, I give him a pretty high grade as well, like a B plus. I, I could see him getting A minus, similar to what I said about the Bruins. You know, how many more years do you have left of Sidney Crosby and of Genny Malkin playing like this? You, you got to go. Especially Sid, he's been hot. Yeah, right? so mm-hmm. this is one of Sid's best years in his in his last three four years. Ever so. since he got healthy from COVID around New Year's, he's yeah. been absolutely on fire. So good for good for Ron Hextall. Didn't know, didn't look like he was gonna maybe make any moves going into the deadline mm-hmm. but uh Brian Burke said as much on trade yeah. center in the morning he was like yeah we're not going to do anything with yeah. this tie untied <laughs> like a psychopath this guy is love him uh yeah i would have loved to see Raquel in a rangers jersey but um i think we got our guys and uh he's going to be a great addition to the offensive pittsburgh uh 40 point seasons in five of his last nine um five of his nine nhl seasons uh you lose a decent defenseman and and penalty guy penalty, penalty kill guy in uh, Aston Reese, but I still would give Pittsburgh an A for this. San Jose brings in Capo Kakinen, a 2022 fifth and a 2024 fifth in exchange for Jake Middleton and Andrew Cogliano. Trades with Minnesota and Colorado. Uh, thought that a James Reimer move was going to come after this because now they have three NHL goalies. Uh, so I'm going to give him a C because I they have three goalies now and they could have 
I only had two, unless they're just going to launch Aiden Hill into the sun. Yeah, I gave him a C2. I mean, I don't really know who else they could have traded. Reimer. That's I mean, it, though. Once, uh, once Hurdle resigned. Which was that a disaster. Like the big, yeah, that was the big fish that seemed like the Sharks could I have, have traded. I have them, I wrote them as a loser in my Ram column because that is a disastrous contract. Disaster. Losers. Losers. Next. <laughs> Seattle is one of my winners. A plus plus for Seattle. They don't get a first round pick because they are terrible. <laughs> but they trade away Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell to Toronto for two seconds and a third. They give Callie Yarncrook to Calgary for a second, a third, and a seventh. They give Mason Appleton to Winnipeg for a fourth. They give Johansson to back to Washington, 50% retained, for a fourth, a sixth, and Daniel Sprong. They do pick up Victor Rask for future considerations. They also added a 2022 second from Nashville for Jeremy Lazan in one of the weirdest trades of the entire deadline. Why? He's not worth that, but okay. They bring in 10 picks for six players. Well done. Well done, Ron Francis. Finally. Yeah. Didn't didn't weaponize his cap space like I said he was going to. But nobody really did, so Seattle, man. Rebuilds. Rebuild on your second year. <laughs> <laughs> rebuild rebuild a house with no foundation. It, it's it's but it, it really uh if anything, it just kinda goes to show you that Marc Andre Fleur is just such a good goalie because he went into a expansion franchise and brought them to a Stanley Cup. Imagine Seattle even making the playoffs this well, year. Well, Wild Bill did score forty goals that year too. Okay. Well so uh, you're right, though. but right. Mark Andre Fleur is incredible. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, hockey fans in Seattle, if they exist yet, um, which they definitely do. They definitely. No, they yeah, were clamming for a franchise yeah. for a while. Um, they probably thought that it was going to be a little bit easier yes, than it has been. Definitely true. Um, so yeah. I got a whole lot of picks. The Kraken would also 100% be way better if Grubauer was not objectively the worst goalie in the league this year. Yeah. That's correct. It's not. That is it's not a good. It's a non-starter. St. Louis makes one trade with DRW. Uh, whoever that is, because whoever wrote this, yeah, I don't know what moron. that is. It's a moron. <laughs> they gave up too much, in my opinion. Same, C minus. Letty's a fine fit, and Tory yeah. Krug's hurt now. So C. The Delaware ribbon waivers. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next. I've done almost a hundred <laughs> episodes of this. This is the weirdest one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest one. Tampa Bay brings in Nick Paul, Brandon Hagel, two fourth round picks, and Riley Nash. They send out a fourth-round pick, Matthew Joseph, two first, Taylor Radish, Boris Kachuk, and future considerations. Uh, I'm going to give them an A just to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're really smart. Uh, I think the Brandon Hagel move could work out very well for them. We've seen them pick very well in the late rounds, You know, both Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov coming outside the first two rounds. So the fourth-round picks certainly could become valuable, and Nick Paul's a heck of a penalty killer. So I will give them an A. Yeah, I gave them an A, too. It seems like they gave up maybe a little too much for Hagel, but Tampa always makes moves like this, and it always works out, so I'm not going not gonna to doubt them now. Yeah, I mean, you haven't lost a playoff series since 2019, so doing something right. Um, give them an A-. minus. Who's next? Toronto. Toronto brings in Travis Dermott from Vancouver, a 2022. No, that's not what they did. They bring in a 2022 third from Vancouver, Mark Giordano, Colin Blackwell, and future considerations. They give out Travis Dermott to Vancouver, a 2022 second, a 2023 second, a 2024 third, and uh, Biega. So I think that this is pretty good. I mean, they get the defenseman that they needed. He's going to Giordano's going to pair up with TJ Brody, who, who was his partner when he won the Norris, and Colin Blackwell could be a good fit on that bottom six. They get rid of Travis Dermott for a third-round pick. So, you know, that's 
a solid move. They they had the extra spot, so might as well get one of those picks back. So all in all, I, I'd give them an A. They gave up two second-round picks to get a guy who won a Norris next to this other guy, so <laughs> it seems pretty good to me. Yeah, though uh, Giordano and Blackwell will definitely help them fill out their roster uh, a little bit better, and getting a third for Dermott, who would have had no real spot in the lineup then, is, is an extra bonus, so good, good deadline for Toronto. Yeah, I like Giordano. I really wanted him on the Rangers too, but um, definitely a good. Who didn't you want on the Rangers? I want everyone. <laughs> hey, but well, they got some. They got some good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I would say A minus B plus. But um, I definitely like having a, uh, a th- well, thirty-eight-year-old vet in the room who you know knows how to play the game. Vancouver started out the deadline with one defenseman named Travis and one 2022 third round pick, and they ended the deadline with one defenseman named Travis and one 2022 third round pick. Uh, I'll give them a, a B minus because the Hamnick trade worked out for them. They got they I mean they got a better defenseman for not for literally for free. They don't have to pay Travis Hamnick next year. So at the end of the day, this is pretty good. But I mean, like they didn't really do anything, and we also got sold a bill of goods by the insiders that they were going to full fire sale, which yeah. is annoying. Everyone's like, oh, Besser's getting traded. Besser, J T. Miller. And then nothing ended up happening, so I gave him a C just because. I mean, I guess C plus because they did get the better Travis, but didn't do much. <laughs> better Travis, what a trade! Uh, yeah, see, Vegas tried to trade to get into Danov, <laughs> the Danov. They tried. Oops. They really tried. Uh, Ottawa screws the pooch on this one. Who would have thought that Pierre Maguire and Pierre Dorian have no idea how to trade a player? <laughs> Wouldn't have been me. Shocker. Shocking indeed. In case you missed it, Evgeny Dadanov tried to get uh, to be traded to Anaheim in exchange for like a second round pick and John, or with a second round pick in exchange for John Moore and the Ryan Kessler contract. Um, but he had a ten team no trade clause that had Anaheim on it. And Ottawa never sent it to Vegas. Vegas didn't know, which actually also looks bad on the league because they don't have a cap-friendly run by the league. You would have to go to cap-friendly to find that out, which you should probably be going to cap-friendly if you're Vegas. So really, at the end of the day, this is everybody's fault, but it's hysterical to me that Pierre Dorian screwed two other teams and have getting to Dadanov. Um, so super awkward that he's going to have to go back in the lineup um, yeah. tomorrow. That's... So, I mean, an incomplete, obviously. And now, how are they going to – can they add Mark Stone back? No, no. I don't think so, and they're going to miss the playoffs now. Yeah, they're they out of the playoffs because anyway. Dallas just beat Edmonton. So, uh, yeah, so much to laugh about in this one on so many fronts. It's hilarious that the NHL doesn't have like a central. Yeah, they do. Thing. It's called cat friendly. It's available to everybody. Yeah, it's, it's run, it's run by some random guy. They in don't his have like an NHL <laughs> sanctioned. It's, it's called central. There's a thing called central yeah, registry. Did, yeah, I've heard of that, but like, how, why is this <laughs> I don't not? Know. Yeah, I don't like, know why it, this isn't part of it's mind blowing. And of course, and of course, it's Ottawa and Pierre Dorian and Pierre Maguire. That's the team involved in this. That's just. Makes it so much funnier. <laughs> Ottawa really knows how to run a franchise. Um, I mean, next. This is enough has been said. <laughs> Washington brings in Marcus Johansson and Johan Larson for gets rid of Daniel Sprong, a fourth, a sixth, and a third. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a, like a B minus. I think the teams in the, the division did better, but they added Johansson back who they wanted to keep. They got rid of Sprong who wasn't really fitting in, and they add another guy in Larson. So I mean, they did all right, but the other teams did better. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean they got We're some vets. Stay here, boys. We got one more. <laughs> that d- d- doesn't add too much, but uh, yeah, C plus. Winnipeg trades out a 2023 fourth to Seattle for Mason Appleton. Nathan Bellew comes in as or goes out to Pittsburgh. The Brian Little contract. Nathan Smith, uh, the fifth round pick in 2022. Andrew Cop and a 2023 sixth. They get a whole lot back. Zach Sanford from Ottawa. Morgan Barron. Mason Appleton, a seventh, a fourth, two seconds, and a fifth. 
I think they did really well. They kind of towed the line between buying and selling, but they did it better than Nashville did, where they they kind of they got Mason Appleton back from Seattle. They got Zach Sanford in, but they also got great value, I think, for Andrew Kopp. I think that's a win-win trade for both teams. So overall, I'd give uh, Winnipeg a B plus. Yeah, I think this was a very good deadline for Winnipeg. You know, they're a team that kind of they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're not the worst team ever. So that'll be an interesting team to look at in the offseason and see what you do with guys like Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler. But I think the moves that they did make were were solid ones. Yeah, I like the uh, draft capital they picked up. Definitely feeling a B plus on this. We did it. 32 teams we did it. in like a half hour, maybe a little bit more. Thank you for sticking with us through Quiggs's uh, uh, scripts. Through my speeches. what? No, nothing. <laughs> you, you did great. Uh, some fun games tonight. Florida, Montreal is not a fun game. Dallas, Carolina. I'm going to Red Wings, Islanders at UBS Arena. Thomas Grice's return. San Jose plays Edmonton. They just beat Calgary the other night. Uh, Bergeron has a setback. He's not coming back tonight, as he said he would. Clutterbuck's out. Corpus is out for the season. So lots of stuff going on in the NHL. We'll be back next week with a more comprehensive review of all of that. This is a review of the trade deadline. Yes, Quicks? I'll be at the Rangers game Sunday night. Oh, enjoy. Yeah. What is your next Islander game? I'm going on Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon Tampa. against Tampa. We're playing Buffalo. They're playing and then Buffalo. Friday night, I'm pretty sure Collins there for the Rangers game. And who are the Rangers playing on Friday? That's a good question. I believe it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, a big yeah, game. Oh, that's a huge it's game. a huge Pittsburgh. game. They play Pittsburgh two, two of their next three, I think. Yep. So that, that I mean, if they go out and they lose both of those, then you can kiss the number two spot goodbye pretty yeah. much. And the Islanders are in Boston on Saturday. So a busy weekend for the the, uh, the professional teams. We have the college tournament starting. I think Mankato just beat Harvard. I think that's just my final. So uh, good stuff uh, across the hockey board. For Thomas Quigley and Tyler Mooney, I am Chris Hennessy. We will talk to you in April next week. Go Riverhawks.